service you right just so when you touch down And take off the uniform, the bond you form Never look warm and that's why we on the dismount So you ain't gotta re-enlist to hang out No need to be on your feet, but please pay attention To Charlie Mike on the mic and let's get reconnecting Here on Dismount Spell you fire from the fire team on Dismount Spell you fire from the fire team on Dismount Veterans and focuses up here on Dismount Hello, hello. Hey, how are you doing? Cowboy Ken. How are you Ooh. doing today? The one and only in the flesh. I'm doing awesome. How are you? Doing great. Want to go ahead and right off the bat, welcome you to Dismount Podcast. Uh, I'll run over real quickly, just kind of the, to recap for people who might just be hopping on and listening to us. Uh, Dismount Podcast was created out of the need to reconnect with veterans, the community, uh, uh, military family, and basically just kind of reconnect without having to re-enlist, if, if that makes sense to you. Oh, it does. It does. That's the reason we hooked up. Exactly. Now, through through mutual mutual friends and whatnot, we we've come to contact, and I know we discussed a little bit on the phone earlier. And I think it would just be great for you to jump on in and go ahead and introduce yourself and and share whatever story you'd like. All right. Well, I'll get started with this. I am uh, Cowboy Ken. I'm a retired sergeant major, Fifth Special Forces Group, United States Army's Green Beret. Hook. Uh, joined, the, yeah, joined the Army in 1975 as a young young man, just turned 18 in, uh, in basic training, and uh, basically wanted to go in as an auto mechanic. Oh, wow. And then, yeah, you know, everybody back then, we were uh, shade tree mechanics and wanted hot rods make our cars go faster. Uh, back then. <laughs> Back then, you could work on your own car. Hell, now you need a computer technician. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I feel you on that. Majority of my dad's side of the family are all technicians, and uh, that's just a whole nother boat. Well, I I went down to the local recruiter, and that sorry son of a gun <laughs> talked <laughs> me into joining the infantry. If I ever oh. found that lion sack of crap, I'm kicking <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be a mutual theme for everybody. That is just, uh, it's the way things go, isn't it? It, it is. And it, but it turned out to be awesome. Okay. So, yeah, I got, I love hate relationship with your recruiter, I guess. So yeah. here I am. I, I'm a 17 year old kid, joined the army. Now I'm from Utah, I'm a white kid. Never seen a black guy in my life. <laughs> the culture <laughs> shock, I know. They send me to Fort Jackson, South Carolina. Holy smoke. It was culture shock, sure. So we were in there. You know how you get treated your first day of uh, basic training? Sitting here. All kinds of pet names. The, oh, yeah. We're going in the cattle car. For all you that don't know what that is, just a big box with handles in it <laughs> stuff, stuff with all new or uh it's new recruits in there so we're coming up and i'm looking out the windows and there's everything and i'm going i'm getting kind of excited you know i'm gonna be a i'm gonna rock and roll and then it stops and the door opens and this big gigantic black man Comes in and says, you got about 30 seconds to get off my bus. And he grabbed the kid <laughs> right next to the door and threw him out. And what? I'm in the back looking at all this going on. I'm going, holy shit. <laughs> so I'm sneaking my way up there and he went to grab me and I just jumped out the door. And I caved in the drill sergeant's boot on the way down. Oh, no. Oh yeah! Oh no! Oh, I got the chills as soon as he said that. 
He looked at me, I looked up to him, and I hauled ass to wherever the group was. Yes, <laughs> he he was not happy. So anyway, we get our uh, duffel bags, you know, uh, on our shoulders, and the kid next to me was so small, he could not get his duffel bag on his shoulder. So the drill sergeant came by and attached it to his back belt loop, told him to run. Anyway, <laughs> we head down to the parking lot, and let me tell you, I got the fear of God into me. All these guys are screaming, yelling, and I'm I'm a hundred and fifty pound, six foot one white kid, skinny as a bean pole, but just doing everything they said. They dump dump your bag out. Well, we dumped our bag out, and they're going through, and they're taking all the cigarettes, all the chocolate bars, all the oh. extras. All the contraband. All the contraband. And uh, so they kick it up. I get through and I'm stuffing my stuff in there. And I don't care whose it is. I'm just stuffing in my duffel bag. He said, you're through. (laughs) Guy next to you. I didn't know if it was his or not. I'm just stuffing things in a bag. So we're running around and they take us to these sand pits. We're rolling left. We're rolling right. We're dirty. We're nasty doing push-ups, doing all sorts of crap. Just tearing us down. Then we go and we get our assigned uh, barracks. Mine's on the top floor, the two, two-story two World War II barracks. And okay. mine's a little bunk on the end. So we put all our stuff down and the drill sergeant comes in, calls us to attention, and this big, just the guy that was in the bus at the front of the bus that threw the kid out front of me was the guy walking down no. the center of the room. So we're all standing there, stiff at attention. He comes down, and I'm the last guy in the end, and he turns and faces me. And Oh, my heart's just going boom, 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 you know, my chest. <laughs> he looks down at me, looks at my name tag, and he goes, this is Drill Sergeant King. I'll never forget this. Where are you from, boy? Utah, sir! Oh, no. Said, don't put me, sir. Yes, sir! I'm a Drill Sergeant. Yes, sir, Drill Sergeant. Anyway, said utah i said yeah, and he goes are you a cowboy no drill sergeant he said don't lie to me boy <laughs> <laughs> i'm not lying he said i know a cowboy you're a cowboy i said yes drill sergeant and that name stuck well the reason he did that he couldn't pronounce my last name <laughs> Anyway, he took it down, and there's four other guys in this room. And I'm going, oh, my God. They're going to take us and beat us up, throw us in the middle of the room, and go, this is what happens. You get out of line. Well, they made us squad leaders. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm thrust into it right away, man. I'm scared as hell. Anyway. The name Cowboy stuck. I, like I was. It. I went into infantry and I came up through the ranks pretty fast. And then basically in nine years, I'm walking. I'm stationed in Fort Carson, Colorado. Right. And I'm walking down the street and the big the little red theater there. That's the movie house. Had a big sign on it said Special Forces Recruiter. Coming to coming to the little red theater, and I oh, wow. right in my mind I said, "That's what I want to do." And so went in, passed the PT test, and then they tried to kill me at Camp McCall. <laughs> <laughs> Special Force qualification course is brutal. It is uh-huh. not only mentally. But physically, because once the physical side, your body's telling you to quit, your mind's going, God, you ought to quit. But oh yeah, it's 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 the mental toughness thing. So uh, I I just 
got it in my mind. I said, they've done it. People have done it before me. I can do it. And uh, after that, I, I retired after almost 24 years in service with 5th Special Forces Group. It was awesome. I enjoyed my uh, my uh, tour. Got a little too broken up to play and got medically retired. So, and got out, you know, came back home. Uh, basically, I'm trying to figure out what the hell am I going to do? I'm retired, you know. The, yeah. the military life is structured. It's it's you know where you are in the pecking order, you know, because everybody's ranks on their collar and everybody's oh, names on their shirt. You knew who was in charge, who wasn't, and uh, it was kind of easy. Not easy. Yeah. It was structured. Let me back up and say it was structured. And yeah, there's so, there's a balance to it. Oh yes, definitely. Got a whole set of rules. UCMJ, everything on that. All too familiar with those, of course. When I I retired out of Fort Campbell, Kentucky, and went into uh, armed security with the Federal Reserve. And oh, wow. So that was very along my line, you know, and uh, was hired on right away and uh, was doing awesome there. Then finally, one thing happened. My, mo- my wife's uh, mother passed away, and she wanted to move back to our home state. Understood. So I called back to Utah and I went up to call the Federal Reserve up there trying to get a transfer. And they said, come on up. And then I also made a call out to the Utah SWAT. Okay. uh, And basically they said, yes, come on in. Well, the day I got there, the day I got there, they had a hiring freeze. Oh, and so then I call. I said, "Whoa, whoa!" So then I called up uh, the Federal Reserve up there, and they had no openings at that time. So I'm going, "What the hell am I going to do now?" Well, being a disabled veteran, I uh, you get your education benefits. So I decided to go back to college. Oh, outstanding! <laughs> and I took computers, of course, and I'm going, "Oh crap!" Well. About a month or right at a month, I have to get a little bit more money coming in. So basically, took a nighttime job at a company that processed health insurance claims. Okay. Yeah. Ends meet on that. That's understandable. It was, it was at night. And so I school during the day, work, work at night, you know, trying to do manage everything else. And uh, was going pretty good. About a month into that, I get a call into the head office. And I'm going, oh, crap. What did I do? (laughs) Well, the guy that's running this place got about 200 employees. And I'm calls me into his office. Now, he's a retired major in the Marine Corps. Oh, there we go. And he's, he's got my file on his desk. I'm going, oh, shit. What's going on? What did I do? Things just going through your mind. Well, I left that office as the center director of the uh, 200 employees. They fired Holy the old crap. Yeah, hired me. And I'm going, oh, boy, that was so fun. And I had to turn it around because it was failing. Well, I put my military proudness uh, dedicate, you know, the motivation, direction, and uh, accomplish the mission into into focus, and turned it around. Was doing outstanding, and then I get a call from my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law used to own the largest multimedia company west of the Mississippi, right here in Utah. Interesting. And he goes, Ken. I'm starting a new company, and I want you to be the sales director. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm not I'm not a sales guy. He says, I know, but you talk to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's the biggest part right there. Well, basically, uh, well, 
I guess, you know, just pick up the phone and ask. Well, I handed in my resignation, started to work there as the center director, and we were doing outstanding until the recession hit. Everything closed down. And basically, I'm going, oh, crap, what do we do now? Well, I started doing some stuff on my own, picked up some sideline stuff because one thing I knew, one thing that I knew for certain, if you're going to make it happen, you have to make it happen. You cannot depend on other people to make things happen for you. You That's true. Got to do it. You got to make that decision and say, this is my, this is, just look at the situation. You either go over it, around it, under it, or you blow it up. Whatever that option <laughs> Well, I'm a demolitions expert in, by training as in SF. Right. And so the whole thing is obstacles over them, under them, around them, or through them. That's so you, that. <laughs> so you, you just got to keep going. Yeah. So that's it just led things led to another. Now, during my time with my brother-in-law, he developed a piece of software. It's called Mind Makeover Magic, which is it it's it's what it's and there's a book out there. It's oh, an old book. Shad Hempstetler, what to say when what what you say when you argue with yourself or something like that. Okay. It talks about the inner argument everybody has. You know, the old adage, if you think you can or if you think you can't, you're right. Yes. Yeah, I, I do try to live by that because that that mental impact that you usually carry with yourself. Uh, you, you mentioned it before, you know, uh, yes. you're you're mentality when you're in and when you get out it's going to dictate a lot exactly. of things that exactly and uh basically it, it's your thought pattern if if your immediate thoughts on anything is oh i can't do that you've already thrown up an obstacle it's going to be hard to get around because if you believe you can't do it you're right but if you <laughs> believe you can do it you're right the whole exactly. process is mentality, looking at the situation. And so anyway, he had a little piece of software that he developed that you picked affirmations that you liked. And I call them mind commands or just positive statements that you like that resonate with you, not something from somebody else that you like. And you record them and you put them to music. Okay. Music of your choice. Now, music is a huge mood setter. It's a you great know, stimulant. You know, it is. And so when I left the left there after the recession hit, I said, why can't we have a, a, a video side, a picture side of this? And I developed it, and, it, and I called it uh, my rally point. So okay. the solution... The solution for a lot of people is right up here in the old cranial cavity. Yeah, the and brain box. Yeah. And uh, basically, if you've got to see it in your mind and see it, you've got to hear it, you've got to repeat it, you've got to enjoy it. So see it, say it, hear it, repeat it, and enjoy it. And so the... Uh, it's it's basically changing neural pathways. Okay. If your if your mentality is negative, you go down a negative path, and it continues to go down. It gets darker and darker, more negative, depression. Everything is bad. I can't do this. I'm this way, and those type of actions or those type of Thoughts lead to certain type of actions. Oh, and it's a, it's a rabbit hole you get dumped into it, real, real fast. Terrible. Now, take that same route, but say if the negative is bad, the positive 
has got to be good. So there's a saying of a great man that said, as a man thinketh, so is he. I have heard that one. Okay. So if you're thinking you can do it and you put it into action, you, you figure out how, how to do it. But if you figure you can't do it, your actions are stopped dead cold. Now, there's a good friend of mine. His name is Gordon Ewell. I love this. Gordy, Gordy was in the uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, and he was an engineer. He wrote the book on IEDs. Well, That's this impressive. guy has been blown up seven different times from IEDs. My goodness. <laughs> And the last time he was out of his vehicle when it when the uh, when it uh, when it went off, and damn near killed him. But oh my gosh, he wrote a book called "The Lifetime of War," and this is about how when you're combat wounded, that memory, that thought pattern is I I'm done. I'm not going to serve. Whatever it is, right. What you said goes down a rabbit hole that is incredible. Well, this guy's blind in one eye, broken back, got to catheterize himself every day to just to go to the bathroom. But he wrote seven books on it. He's in a he's in a, a video called Resurface. It's a, on on how to surf. Really? And yeah, this <laughs> you got to watch wow. that. It's called resurface all right on on that one wait uh he wrote a book and i've got it here i want to read something here to you oh please by all means it says depression will find you it's not a matter of if or when but rather how hard it will hit and how long it will last he talks about it it's always there it will sneak up on you you can never get rid of it. It's it's lurking, and it has a lot of friends. Yes. And then basically, here it is. It, and I'll, I'll, this is the last of this chapter. It won't be easy. It is hard and difficult road you are traveling. However, you do not have to travel it alone. Right there. Dude, there are Folks out there willing to help veterans, no matter where you're at, what's ailing you. There's folks out there. Me and you are on this recording, on this podcast right now. Yes. Reaching out and say, let us help you. We're here. We know what you're going through. Then it states here again, the war after the war does not have to end for many. However, Happiness is out there. It is possible for you to have, to enjoy, and to fulfill your life with it. It is out there for you to grab onto and not only fill your life, but put, but pass on up uh, to pass on to others and help them as well. Never give up. Never give in. Don't let depression, depression win the war after the war. Together, we all can win. And this is the guy that's been blown up seven times. And he's a very good friend of mine. And uh, you can learn a lot from a guy like that. Yes. Me, I've, got, I've only got one limb that doesn't have any metal parts in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Um, and now, by what weird happenstance, uh, me and you get connected through a uh, – a relative of mine that I haven't heard from for years. All of a sudden, <laughs> I, get, I get a message from him. and Hey, you got to look this guy up. It's called the Dismount. He's like you. And, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And here we are. It's, and it's an amazing me. thing. And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Outstanding. And I, I appreciate that you hit so many 
little areas of, of your experience in such a way that you, you felt like you were there. I, I, I literally felt like I was back in a cattle truck. I felt the, the <laughs> like the hot breath on my neck from, from my drill sergeants. I had a drill sergeant king as well. It seems like we all did for whatever reason. Doesn't sound like uh, boot camp and, and the whole place changed whatsoever at all. Same barracks no. come to my mind, same smells, um, just all of that stuff. You're, I was actually really fascinated to learn your reason for going in. I wouldn't have yeah. guessed uh, mechanic. I, I wouldn't have. I mean, the well, age group, we're all into no, cars on that age, no. but yeah. There's some personal stuff that was going on. I come home one day and I was told I no longer live there. Oh. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. So I'm going. Okay, I'm just joining the <laughs> army. There and, you go. You know. <laughs> so my my choice was not of hey, I want to go in and do service or anything like that. That was not initially. I went I think- in because I might I seen it as an option to living on the street. Uh, yes. So, and I said, well, gee, let's go in and do what I like to do. And bingo. So things happened. And again, I'll go back to, it was one of the best things that ever could have happened to me. Uh, I just chose to try something new that is unknown. And that in itself is something that scares the hell out of most people. And yes, it did scare the hell out of me, but I didn't. <laughs> anyway. That's, after, that's amazing. After, let me see 1975 and it's two 2020 now. So Holy crap. It's been a long time, but I'll tell you drill Sergeant Lloyd, drill Sergeant Lloyd, drill Sergeant Garcia, drill Sergeant King. I know their names. I know their faces as vibrant today as the day I went in and uh, basically some of the finest men I've ever come to know and enjoy. And uh, you know, a lot of people say, well, would you do it again? I said, hell no, I wouldn't do that again, but I'm glad I did it. (laughs) (laughs) That that is something that, 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 a lot of us do get that question, you know, why'd you join? Why'd you pick this? And, uh, you know, for some, they're, they're very dedicated to it. They're very passionate. They might've had military family that kind of encouraged that. Uh, but for yourself, I, I kind of felt like the same place. I was, I was escaping a direction that could have been really bad for me. And that culture shock that, that leave might've been the first time you left home. Uh, you know, um, it's, it's paid off, right? It, it has. It has. Uh, you know, for all those out there that uh, leave the service and now you're thrust into a whole new arena where you look at it and go, they're not playing by the same rules. Yes. There's something. <laughs> well, as in the military, you had to learn the rules. Okay. And okay figure out how best it works for you and how you can do it. Me, I kind of knew the rules of what it took and then basically made up some of my own rules and I did <laughs> my own thing. So I, I, I balanced both things. Uh, I miss it. I miss the camaraderie. I miss the, uh, you know, the structure but now, as realizing that when you get out, you have to use the same type of focus of accomplish the mission into whatever you have. A lot of people had a hard time finding jobs out there because, holy crap, I'm a special forces demolitions and weapons sergeant. Can I get a job with the mafia? yeah you kind of uh tunnel yourself into a a certain industry and if you're not going into security law enforcement it's it's a tough tough swing to to kind of transition 
But yet, there's not only is it just the dedication, the determination, and the direction, but you have a work ethic. You have a a proudness about you. Now, if you've been in leadership positions, you understand the what is leadership. The ability to influence people to accomplish the mission is what it is. And if you can do that, you can use that same that same persona to excel. But you have to find out what you are going after. Because again, I go back to you have to make it happen. Nobody else will do it for you. Why? Exactly. Because they're looking out for themselves. They're trying to figure it out. <laughs> That's the reality of the world. How can I help you when I haven't figured it out? And hell, we'll just be depressed together. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> but injury loves company, right? Well, that's, that's so one they say. Of friends of depression that I was talking about, and uh, Gordy talks about. Right. But, uh, you know, I, I look at people and say, you have to look at the situation, figure out a way to get over whatever is stopping you. And you know, 99.9% of what stops people is themselves. That's, that's a 100% correct, logical, but hard to accept. Of course it is, because you never want to blame yourself. You no. want to reach out and blame somebody else. It's easier to do that. But you have to be man enough or woman enough to stand up in front of a mirror and look at what's looking back. Plain and simple. Now, there's a lot of there's another book I read years ago when it was real thin and easy for me. I like, you know, <laughs> called Who Moved My Cheese? Ah, I, now, I know that book as well. And you know about him and Han. Yeah. I can't remember the other mice's name, but the thing is, everything's changing, and change is hard. It's because you're used to something that's, you know, uh, structured in such a way, all of a sudden you get changed and thrust in there. Like my buddy Gordy. Right. He gets wounded, damn near killed, and has got to change his entire life with massive disabilities. Holy crap. Well, if this guy can do it, I can do it also. Yes. But if you throw up the roadblock, I can't do that. Holy crap. Now, here's what's cool out here. There's people like you and many others that are willing to sit down and say, hey, just talk to me. I'm military, you're military. We might have not served in the, in the same unit. Or we might not even have served in the same service. Marine, Army, Navy, Air Force, you know, Coast Guard, whatever. <laughs> but we've gone through the same stuff. We relate to each other. And yeah, we, we do. can sit down and say, we're not alone in this fight. Bingo. Yes. Sometimes you can pull yourself up by your bootstraps, tighten your belt, and say, let's move forward. Because if you're not moving forward, you're definitely moving backwards. Yes. It's a, it's a scary thought to think. That that makes perfect sense. And I think um, – I, I know I'm guilty of this as, as well. And I, I know in, in talking with others and kind of reconnecting with that veteran community, that military community, that kind of – distanced myself for a while because I didn't feel like I had a purpose or I didn't feel like, you know, unlike Gordy and, and many others, I didn't have a, a physical disability. A lot of it was all mental and internal and losing that, that drive and that purpose when you get out, it, it's, it's a shock to the system. Yes, it is. 
And a lot of these guys, I served on the Utah Veterans Court for veterans that, uh, for those in the new in the audience that don't know, the Veterans Court is set up. So if, if veterans uh, kind of go sideways with the law, they're put into a Veterans Court. It's run by veterans. The mentors are veterans. Everything's set up. So it's specifically designed for them instead of just throwing them to criminal court and throwing a book at them bingo that's where i sat and i helped and i see what happens to people when they get out they get into a depressed state then the alcohol then the drugs right. then the action start you know they start beating their wives or, or hey we'll just do something uh, DUI is, is incredible and just using the drugs and stuff like that. And that drives you deeper down the rabbit hole. And sometimes you just got to hit rock bottom, but it gives you a chance to turn your life around. And the only person who can make that decision is themselves. Yes. They have to want to turn around again. If your thoughts are leading you on a path of self-destruction or are your thoughts leading you on a path of self-fulfillment and victory, it's that it's that easy. It is. I think a lot of us try to complicate it, but it, it literally is whatever it is you have your mind focused on. And I would say that most of us getting out lose that understanding that while we're in an in-service, even though we're in an environment that's structured, regimented, and we have the rank system and, and everything else, there's still plenty of times while in service, we had to adapt to different missions, adapt to different scenarios and, and operations outside of the scope of our, our, our core MOS or, 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 you know, our post or whatever we were assigned to. And that doesn't actually change when we get out. So it, it, it is all mental. We should be able to handle what the new mission is, and that's reintegrating into civilian life in, in whatever capacity we're willing to do. Well, you're absolutely correct. And there's people out there willing to help you do the transition. You just yes. have to be willing to look, be willing to ask. Asking for help is not weakness. No. Peach, I'm a special forces guy. And, you know, we never asked for help. We were it. We were there. Eh, crap. <laughs> we, all, we all need help or a little bit of, there's always a mentor out there that's gone through it. Yes. That can guide you. Even top leaders have people that say, you know, advisors. They say, you got this. And you think of it and bingo. So everybody, everybody has needs a mentor, a guide, somebody who's been there before that and has done that, bingo. There's lots of them out there. Then there's yes. guys like me that say, listen, if you just want to talk, I'm willing to talk. My <laughs> God, I can talk. I've been on here, what, 37 minutes and I haven't shut up yet? <laughs> Which is perfect because I could do I could do the same thing. And and, and prior to you and, and the podcast, I would I'd talk for an hour straight easy by myself. So I have, oh, I have zero problem with that. Wow. So, yeah, just willing to help help the folks and know what's out there. So um, other than that, uh, what I like to do is, you know, I I did upload some to the Facebook, your your Facebook, and, and uh, gave it to you. It's a shout-out from the Drop Zone, Bear Booms, Bob, and Cowboy Ken's on the job outstanding i see it i like it and i i do like bare bones bob that cracks me up I, I, i'm really big big fan of it i'm i'm hoping to get more people on there and enjoy it uh it's it's always been kind of fascinating to me when i do get a chance to speak with with other veterans especially uh the ones that came before me because there's always this this shroud of mystery uh, many don't really talk about even these the simplest experiences of basic training and everything else and, and some of that stuff that you shared with me there's plenty of people i know that even if they're not military they they might not have been through it but they have family members that's gone through uh 
fathers, uncles, grandparents, and never knew any of their story. And it's, it sometimes it just takes another vet to, to allow them to be okay with sharing that. You bet. So what is your story? Tell me your story. Oh my Give goodness. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll skim over it. I'll skim over it really quickly. Why are you doing what you're doing? Well, I'll, I'll recap it as, as briefly as possible. So I don't soak up the whole hour. Uh, Cause I can. So let's, uh, let's dial it back. I'd say about five, six years ago when I got out of the army, I transitioned out, not to my own accord. I got a medical uh, early retirement. So I'm enjoying that and having way too much free time at home. I, I went back to back to college. Uh, I went ahead and took advantage of the GI Bill. I went through that process, got my stuff in there. Uh, I was, with all intents, going into law enforcement. Uh, that was the, the core of my studies. I did a lot of work with the behavioral and psychology of juvenile delinquents, criminals, and more, more in, inside of how the mental thinking process goes, uh, what what aspects of their upbringings and environment impact that stuff. So I did a lot of papers on, on that. My intention was going into there and finding an avenue for me to assist those individuals. That's kind of where I ended up learning about the, the, uh, the veteran court system that, that we have in place that you mentioned that assists veterans who are kind of on the wrong side of the law. And it does take individuals like yourself who can understand and make contact with them and kind of get their asses pulled out of their head and, uh, and get them back on track or, or at least kind of wake them up and get them open to assistance. So that's, that's kind of where my premise came from, my foundation of, of trying to go back when I got out and finding a way to kind of give back to the community. That didn't really pan out so well. I also did some studies in information technology and computers and everything else. So that's where the social media stuff came in the web design and, and computer programming and everything else was kind of like a side hobby. And throughout that time and, and searching for my own purpose, uh, things got really dark life, life, uh, changes made some really big impact. I went in and out of the VA, I'd say about 50 something times in a matter of months. And like you said, it, it takes hitting rock bottom bottom to, really kind of find your direction in, in going in a different route. And it was a slow process changing my mentality of that. Um, and it, it, it's only just recently that I've accepted that that chapter of life served its purpose. Like that uh, 12 years in military, it served its purpose. And now instead of finding a purpose for myself, I found it in helping others. Oh, you nailed it, dude. Nailed it. Right there. <laughs> it's therapeutic helping other people because it helps you. Am I correct? That's a, that's 100% correct. That's exactly what uh, created this whole environment we're in right now. The uh, Dismount podcast, the, the website, everything. It Exactly. It came out of need, and it, it drew fellow veterans in. And I got a small little fire team working together with. Uh, you, you came up out of nowhere. And, and join us, even though um, recapping real quick on, on, on the family member, I met him through his business, what he was doing uh, for solar and everything else. He's actually going to be one of our sponsors coming up. So we, we have that in the works. We'll touch base hey. on that later. Yeah, he's been doing great, great motivator on it. And, you know, we started talking one day about his his thing that he's doing. And we we talked for a few days hours at a time so i mean like yourself i can i can talk to anybody anywhere for for hours it doesn't matter where we are or, or what you're doing it i just have a knack for that well way to go well the one thing you hit on veterans helping veterans is is awesome get if you reach out and give a hand up not a handout but a hand up right it, it's a win-win situation. Not only does it make them feel good, it makes you feel good. And together, remember the old adage, if you 
you can break a stick, but if you double them, it's harder to break. And if you double that, it's even harder to break. Once the group is there, it's almost impossible. So, uh, nice. just keep driving on, man. Just keep driving on because accomplish the mission. That was the whole thing about the military ethos is whatever it is, you accomplish the mission. That's a hundred percent of the goal. Missions yes. change. Situations change. But accomplish what is in you to do it. It might not, at the end result, might not look like what you envisioned. No. But it, it, it's a constant progression. If you envision yourself moving forward, the end results might not look like there. And you know what happens after that? There'll always be another mission. Yes. Once you achieve that goal, there's always something there. It doesn't stop. You know, you that old that verbiage is success is not final, failure is not fatal, but the the courage to carry on in the face of adversity is what we're all looking for. And basically there's always something after that. And so you'll never reach the pinnacle. You can reach the summit of a mountain, but your your travels, your your forward moving will always be there. And it's going to always something else, whatever that is. Bingo. That's yeah, you know, my philosophy a little bit, but uh <laughs> No, there's there's always another mountain we 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 get a chance to climb and 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 to reach. That's uh, that's definitely true. Yeah, there's always that's, something else. It, it is, and and it wasn't until I reconnected with some of some of my fellow uh, NCOs out there, and and the the thought of, you know, just knowing that we've had guys in our own units not reach out and, and not make it. And in fact, I mean, not, not to sour it a little bit, but I, I noticed cause I'm keeping tabs on the interactions we have going on, on the, on the Facebook group, the, the dismount and someone posted and shared that they know of a young soldier that, that, that just kind of didn't make it. Uh, I think if I read it correctly, I think that was today. So I want to acknowledge that for a bit. Um, yeah, it's, it's 22 a day. If not, it more. is, it is exactly. And and, no. and I have I have a wristband on my hand right now from from a, a project a, a pretty well known group that's been out there doing some stuff. Uh, it's got twenty two day on it. It's the Valhalla project. They're well, doing their stuff. They're doing the part. Maybe you've heard of them. I've I've heard of that. I've heard of the group. Uh, the Spartan is another group. There's groups all over. There is trying to help. We just got to make sure we can. The, the reach out and again uh people are getting out of the military going in getting out the transition's always there it and again it doesn't matter if you're military but the reason we do it here is because we relate to what the military is yes but but you know it's almost the same thing for anybody else it is it's, it is it's, it's it's if you need help, ask for it. You got to get your mind right. The whole thing about if what are you saying to yourself? And then the, the other side of the coin is, you know, you got to put on the armor and say. Don't be influenced by what you think other people think of you. That is a destroyer in the mind. What will they think of me? Well, probably not a damn thing because they're worrying about their own problems. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. It, it happens to exactly. even it, it family. Goes, it, it, it's nothing personal. It goes, it goes back to the biggest obstacle for most people is themselves. Yes. And bingo. So you got to work it out. You got to work it out. And there's guys like you that are out there helping. And who do you? Who? 
I appreciate that. We're, we're, we're rolling down to close to the last 10 minutes. And I really wanted to give two last things for you. If, if you don't mind, uh, you can, you can pass on it or whatnot, but the two things that kind of come to my mind a little bit is one, you have a shout out, uh, program you're doing, uh, got you on YouTube and stuff. Maybe if you want to touch base on that briefly, really quickly, and then to, to offer you our little bonus, topic that that some of the people in the group are wondering about and you don't have to touch on it because i know some uh special operations stuff there's there's very limited detail on it but some people are wondering uh, as a generalized topic on on deployments and and that could be almost anything just maybe some some little uh tradition that you have in prepping for something like that or whatever but i'll i'll leave you the last eight minutes or so okay let me take the last one deployments in, in special forces, you had to be prepared to go 24-7, and you could not tell anybody where you're going, how long you were going to be there, or what you were doing. Right. Okay, a little bit different than uh, traditional Army. Yeah, special Ops is a little bit – is a different animal. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you watch uh, – there's a show I just – got through watching again called 12 strong that came out of fifth group. These guys, you know, got pulled in. They couldn't tell them people where they were going. They were just going and they had to leave and bingo. What they did was incredible. Now, uh, that has a strain on family. Yes, it does. Because, my gosh, uh, if you're married and you have a family, you were meant to be together, not meant to be pulled apart. And the worrisome and the things, the pressure is incredible. Well, I was in Special Forces almost uh, 15 years, and I'm still married, by the way, to the same woman. <laughs> married my high school sweetheart. So, Wow. Uh, but a lot of the guys in SF uh, didn't make it. And uh, I feel for them because it, it's, it's pressure. And uh, I just, it's incredible. The not knowing being gone all the time and guarantee you as soon as you leave your house, the washing machine or the refrigerator is going to break. Yes, <laughs> you know? it, it is always something. Always something. Oh, my gosh. Now, on the side of my shout-outs. Yes, sir. The shout-out <laughs> is designed for somebody to say, I've got a veteran who just needs a little bit of a, a hua message. And there you go. A little bit of recognition to say, hey, bud, you're not alone. We're here to help you. And you recognize them as a person as as if you are talk, I talk directly to them as if they're sitting next to me, and say, "You chose to do this. You chose to excel. You chose to be be a warrior. You chose to listen to your inner voice, not random opinion of others. You chose risk over uh, risk and reward over failure. You chose to do this." And drive on, brother, and we're here to help you. Bingo. That's, that's excellent. It's visual. It's audio. It's from the heart. And it lets them know they are not alone. A lot of them will say, I'm in this by myself. Nobody cares. That's BS. It is. We're here. Well, this is a little thing from somebody who's who's in the military reaching out and Bingo. It helps. Matter of fact, I'm going to do a little bit of uh, praising, you know, backslapping here. <laughs> I had a buddy from Canada, an ex-military guy from Canada, call me about a buddy he knew out of Australia. Okay. And so he said, "You got." he's in a bad space. Can you just talk to him? Well, I made a shout out directly to him. He got it, and me and him talk on Facebook 
call each other. He's down in Australia, and I'm here. I've never met him face to face. <laughs> when he told me that video saved his life, holy crap. That hit Oof. like a backward Yeah, that'll get you right in the feels. Get a little not, sand in your eye. You do not know how that feels when somebody says, you saved my life. And I'm, good Lord, on a video, it, it <laughs> happens, and it helps. And it's something I can do to just do my part, even if it's down in my basement saying, brother, you're not alone. You chose to do this. Now choose to move forward and and and, and make it happen. Choose, like he says, like Star Wars, choose the dark side. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Use the force, Luke, or whatever. That's how it is, and that's what my shout-outs are all about. That's excellent. You know what? I, I'm glad you said that because it, it sometimes we don't get that response on how impactful what we do outside of our scope and, and, and that ripple that, that goes far and wide and reaches – like you said, Australia and Canada, everything else. I've I've had the pleasure of working with some some guys from from different countries and stuff. And you know, we we all relate. We can we can talk to just about anybody. But what what I want to do at the very end right now, just in the last four minutes or so, is if you don't mind giving those listeners a, a place where they can reach out to you for that, if they are interested in in getting that done for for themselves, for a family member, or anything and maybe a concept point of contact or something. Okay. Right now you can follow me on Facebook. It's under my name, Kenneth K E N N E T H Baskey B A S C H K E do this. It'll say veteran on there. That's me. You can follow me on YouTube. It's the same thing. Uh, it's my name. Just do a search on my name. And uh, if you want to reach me by email and if you have a uh, veteran that needs a shout out, my my email is K, the letter K, my last name, B-A-S-C-H-K-E at gmail.com, kbasky at gmail.com. Give me their name, contact information, and I will create a video for them. Out. Standing. I appreciate that. That is more than what we can ask for. Uh, and if they I really through the dismount, they can do that and, uh, and get with me that way, also. Of course, of course. We're all channels are open. Uh, we we are everywhere, and and communication is is a huge key. I I, I kind of feel like that uh, that mantra that we we used to carry, uh, especially NCOs. Uh, I don't speak for for officers for nothing, but especially those NCOs out there, whether we're still in or not, that soldier care never goes away, uh, ever. It never does. No, it does not. It does not. It, uh, matter of fact, uh, lately I just got in contact. I had a, uh, a communication sergeant reach out to me uh, on something that happened during Desert Storm, and uh, I helped him out on it. He actually, and it, everything was approved for him. He was got his award and recognition on that. And a couple of days later, I got a call from my old battalion commander oh. during unknowing that he had been exposed to sarin gas in Desert Storm, and he was having whoa a rough time. I mean, it affected him neurologically. It uh, Oh, it broke my heart. This guy we was a awesome, awesome leader. And uh, to hear what happened to him during that just broke my heart. But even after 20 years of leaving the service, yep. we're still in contact with each other, helping <laughs> where we can. It's amazing. It goes, it's, it's something that won't be broken. No, no. Oh, Mr. Ken, I do appreciate everything that uh, you've shared with us. 
and, and hopefully this inspires other people to just reach out and, and talk to somebody. Um, I look forward to any other further uh, communications we have. Uh, you're, you're always welcome. Of course, you know, you, you, you're welcome to jump on Facebook with us, Instagram, wherever. Uh, we'll leave it at this. I'm, I went and annotated all your contact info. I'll put a little post on Facebook and Instagram and everywhere I can find it and make sure your contact info is out there and do a little, little summary recap of what we're doing. And uh, yeah, that, that's all I got. Well, who are to you? Thank you so much cool. for what you're doing to get the outreach going. It's awesome. We appreciate it. And uh, let's continue to move forward. Will do. Well, Charlie Mike, thank you.